0: Bibles. Uh, we're going to begin in Luke 22. Luke 22, verses 19 and 20. This is Jesus in the upper room with His disciples. and They're there at the Passover meal. And He takes two of the elements off of the Passover meal and makes them His own. In the bread and the cup. And he said, And he took bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you. Then from uh, Paul, what the Lord had revealed to the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 11, Verses 23 through 26. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let's pray once again. Heavenly Father, even now as we come to your word and as we prepare our our hearts and our thoughts uh, uh, to come to the communion table, Lord, I pray that you just pour out your Spirit. Lord, that we might all be able to see Christ, to look to Him. Father, you know each heart. You know their condition. You know where they're at. But Lord, I pray that you would speak to each one. Lord, help us to see the importance of Christ and the cross and of His sacrifice this day. It's in Jesus' name I pray amen so I, I I pray that that you realize when second Sunday comes and and you know that communion is coming and that you've had time to reflect and, and to pray and uh, and that you come I always pray that you don't walk through those doors and you look up here and you see that little table with the with the communion vessel thing on it and, and go, oh, that's oh, communion, here we go again, but I pray rather that you come with expectation of today we're going to hear again and we're going to participate again in the way that Jesus has commanded, has asked us to do, and we do this, it says as often as you do this, well, how often is that? I've had people ask me that. Well, Scripture doesn't say how often to do it. We have chosen here at Arcadia Valley Community Church to set aside one Sunday a month that we partake of the Lord's Supper. And we do this because of who Jesus is, because of what He has done, and because of what He has asked us to do. Because Jesus has instituted, He's, he's ordained, He has appointed, ever how you want to say it, He has commanded this Lord's Supper for His children to participate in. And it's an act of remembering Him. And He would not have done this if we didn't need it. So think about that. He would not have established this if we didn't need it. Now, there's a lyric in that old hymn, Come Thou Fount, prone to wander, prone to leave the God I love. And so times like this is that, I don't want to say reboot, but it's that opportunity to, to refresh again in our mind what Christ has done. So this is a time of remembering. A time of looking to Jesus. A time of renewing again the significance of Jesus' death upon the cross because as a child of God, born-again believer, we owe everything, everything regarding our salvation, our acceptance before Almighty God to the completed work of Jesus Christ upon the cross. The, the, The lyric of that old hymn that says, Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, but He washed it white as snow. Jesus paid it all. We owe everything to Him. And a uh, in the sermon that I preached two Sundays ago uh, from Romans six, we focused on obedience, uh, where Paul talked about that, that form of, of doctrine in which we obeyed, and we talked about obedience, and and so as as born again believers, it is an act of obedience to do what our Lord has asked us to do, amen, and He has asked us to remember Him in this way, and so may every believer remember what Christ has done for you as we remember Christ may we put ourselves in these verses may we put ourselves in the story Randy as often as you do this do this in remembrance of me for every believer at the time of our salvation by grace through faith we were able to see the rescue for sinners Jesus Messiah by grace through faith we were able to look to Jesus, the ransom from heaven, and be saved from our sin. In Isaiah 45, verses 21 and 22. Tell and bring forth your case. Let, Yes, let them take counsel together who has declared this from ancient time, who has told it from that time. Have not I the Lord? And there is no other God besides me, a just God and, sa- and a Savior. There is none beside me. Look to me and be saved, all you ends of the earth, for I am God and there is no other. Now does that apply to us yet today? Uh, Kevin, I I liked what you said uh, last Sunday in your sermon. This in particular wasn't written to us. It was written to the people some 2,600 years ago, but it was still written for us. Wasn't necessarily written to us in that letter that that, that Isaiah wrote down. But everything that's in the Old Testament is for us and for our learning. And so we can learn right there. There is no other God besides me, a just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. Look to me and be saved all you ends of the earth for I am God and there is no other. That message still rings true today. By grace through faith, every believer was able to look to Jesus and He became for us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification and redemption. That's 1 Corinthians 1 verse 30. But of Him you are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. We have trusted in Him. We have been pardoned. We have been accepted in the Beloved. We have been saved by Him. And so we come to the communion table to remember. To continue to look to Him. Because that's what remembering is, isn't it? It's to continue looking to Him. Remembering Him. Looking to Him. And as we remember, as we keep looking to Him, we'll be reminded anew or afresh of His great love. A saving, keeping love. An amazing love. That there's a lyric in a, in a chorus we sing. Um, you are my king. Have I got that? Can you put that up? That course, just the course. Maybe I didn't put it in. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my King, would die for me? Amazing love, I know it's true, and it's my joy to honor you in all I do. I honor you. So, so this little table, this communion table, is for a remembrance. But what do we have here? We have pieces of bread, and we have little cups of juice. Now, if if an unredeemed sinner comes to this table and eats the bread and drinks the juice will just that act alone save him no 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 there's some religions that believe that but that's not true to me that's heresy it is heresy this partaking of this will not cleanse and wash away sins that that is backward. That is, that is putting things in the wrong order. This table is for the redeemed. It is for those who have been born again. Those who have been saved by grace through faith. And so we come to the Lord's Supper to remember the one who has saved us. And if you are not saved, if you are not born again, first, look to Jesus. Look to Jesus, come to Jesus, the rescue for sinners. In true faith, believe in Him who died upon the cross to be the ransom, the payment for sin. Uh, Jesus uh, said in John 6, verse 47, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. In Romans 10, verses 9 through 13. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And I always qualify that. So, well, saved, saved from well, What's that mean, saved? Saved from the wrath of God that will one day come to all unbelievers. That's what you'll be saved from. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame, For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon Him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So for anyone who is yet lost, the message of the gospel is by grace through faith, believe and repent. Confess your sins and receive Jesus Christ as Lord. Faith in Jesus comes first. Then, in obedience to Jesus, we remember Him in the way that He Himself has appointed. And that's the Lord's Supper. So how can eating a piece of bread and drinking a cup of juice be a remembrance to Jesus? I'm going to let Charles Spurgeon tell us why. And uh, if you want to look up this whole sermon and read the whole thing, it, it would be worth your time. It, the title of the sermon that he preached was What the Lord's Supper says, Sees and Says. What the Lord's Supper Sees and Says. And it was preached on uh, July the 1st, 1883. And, and I am so thankful that. Charles Spurgeon manuscripted his sermons. And I don't know if you've ever seen a page of his manuscript from a sermon. They're out there. They've been saved. And and uh, and it's amazing to even look at because you can see the, the Lord was working with him. He'd scratch something out and he'd write in something else. And, and he'd write something down the side over here. And that was his manuscript that he came to. And this is Charles Spurgeon quote of what does the supper consist simply of bread and wine? The bread must be broken, and what better emblem of suffering can you have than that? The bread itself is rightly if rightly viewed appears to be a mass of suffering now right there you think what what?" What, what do you, where are you going here, Charles? The bread itself, if rightly viewed, appears to be a mass of suffering. Now listen. The seed is cast into the ground. Now, what what, what, what do we know? Is it, did it say what Jesus said? Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. And so Jesus had said that was in John 12. And so here he talks of that. The seed is cast into the ground, which has been cut up by the sharp plow. It lies buried for a while in the cold clay. When it rises, it has to endure first the frost and all the trials of the wintry weather and then the heat of the summer. And when it ripens, it is cut down with a sharp sickle. The sheaves press upon one another They are thrown upon the threshing floor and the precious grain is thrashed out by severe beating. Next, it must be taken to the mill to be crushed between great stones. And when it is utterly bruised into fine flour, uh, Isaiah, come to your mind as I'm even reading that? And it pleased the Lord to bruise him or to crush him. Next, it must be taken of the mill to be crushed between two great stones and when it is utterly bruised into fine flour, it must be kneaded, it must be worked and, and made into dough. Then it must bake in the oven and, and has not... And it has not finished its long process of suffering till at last it is laid upon the table and broken in pieces and then further broken with the teeth in order to enter into men and become their nourishment. So that the broken bread is an admirable emblem of the precious body of our Lord Jesus Christ upon which all sorts of griefs were condensed upon the man of sorrows. Have you ever considered it in such a way? I hadn't to that depth. And look too at the wine in the cup. Does not that also indicate pain and suffering? Have you ever seen the vine? How it is cut, da- cut down till in the winter it seems to be nothing but a old dead stump? And then we know Jesus said, I am the vine, right? How sharply do they prune it and cut it back if it is a good vine? And when it, when at last it bears its clusters, the grapes are gathered and thrown into the winepress and crushed beneath the trampling feet of the laborers. And the freely flowing juice of the grape is the picture of Christ's sacrifice, the yielding up of His life, the pouring out of the precious blood of Jesus. End quote. When we take up the bread and the cup, may we see Jesus Christ. Remember his suffering upon the cross. Uh, I want to read just one more Spurgeon quote. This is from a sermon I read this maybe a month or two back, but just a little portion. It was at the quote. It was at the cross that Jesus emptied out his innermost self, pouring out his lifeblood, giving his all for us. Stand at the foot of the cross, and count the red drops by which. You have been cleansed. See the thorn crown. Mark his scourged soldier still gushing within crimson streams. See hands and feet given up to the spikes of iron and his whole self to mockery and scorn. See the bitterness and the pangs and the throes of inward grief showing themselves in his outward frame. Hear the gripping shriek, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? If you do not lie prostrate on the ground before that cross, you have never seen it. If you're not humbled in the presence of Jesus, you do not know Him. You are so lost that nothing could save you but the sacrifice of God's only begotten. Think of that. And as Jesus stooped for you, bow yourself in lowliness at His feet. May we remember the words of Christ. Do this in remembrance of me. End quote. So may we remember Christ. May we remember what He told His disciples as He was teaching them concerning His body and the blood in John 6, verse 35. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to Me shall never hunger, and he who believes in Me shall never thirst. Then a little further down in verses 50 and 51 in John 6. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. And of the cup, Jesus talked of a new covenant in my blood in Matthew 26, verse 28. For this is the blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Ephesians 1 verse 7 In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. 1 Peter 1 verses 18 and 19 Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So, child of God, may we come to the table praising the Lamb of God that was slain for our sins. The Lamb of God that redeemed us to God by His blood. Jesus willingly gave Himself for us. He died for us. And He said to take the bread and the cup and remember Him. To remember what He has done on our behalf to remember who He is. Let's pray once again. Heavenly Father, we do give thanks for Jesus Christ for the gift of Your only begotten. That You would send Jesus to this earth that He created to have a purpose, a single purpose, and that was to go to the cross. To establish the Gospel. The means by which we might be saved. And Father, I pray that should there be someone listening to the sermon who is yet lost, that Father, by a miracle of mercy that only you can perform, that you would open blinded eyes, that you would breathe life into spiritual death, that you would draw them to yourself, that you would grant them faith that they might believe that they might see you most holy God and and in seeing you see the depths of their sin to know that they are a sinner before you. Father, grant them faith to believe and that they might confess their sins and and to receive Christ and to live the rest of their days following Him, continuing to look to Christ. Father, for a for those of us who are born again, I pray that You would just renew within us the Gospel message. Renew within us of of why we come to partake of this table, the bread and the juice. That we would remember that we would continually look to Jesus. So, Father, as we prepare to come, I pray that You would just bless the bread as as it is a picture of the body of Christ and, and as we have read from Spurgeon of, of, of all that that grain has gone through to even become bread and then to be broken before us. Father, help us to remember. And of the cup, the Jesus himself said that the the blood of the new covenant, we thank you, Father, that, that you have provided a new covenant by which we may enter uh, into glory into your presence through the blood of Christ. So, Father, just bless the, the little cups of juice. Father, help it, help these things to be a remembrance for us. Help us to continue to look to Christ, to remember Him, and to give thanks. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.